great pleasure to welcome back to What's Next, Ryan Ramautar, who is Head of Software and at First Technology. Ryan, it's great to see you again and welcome back to you. I think it's been a year since uh, you've taken over as Head of Software. We touched base uh, quite a few months ago. How's it been? How's business going as things slowly start to return back to normal? Hi, Aki. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on your, on your show once again. It's, it's really good to see you. Uh, I think it feels like forever since we've we've last spoken, um, which I think speaks volumes about <laughs> how much has happened between then and, and now. Um, yeah, Aki, business has been good. Um, you know, IT infrastructure still is, is a very critical part of making sure that companies trade and trade well um, and communicate effectively. Uh, you know, Aki, we've got a, a, a joke. Um, that we've always considered IT spend as, as important as, um, you know, companies paying their rent, uh, sort of a priority one expense. Um, but in the hybrid area, of course, there's no longer a need for large scale building space. Um, so your IT environment pretty much replaces that physical environment, thus, you know, prioritizing IT spend. So, <laughs> so that's been really great for us. Um, I think if we do reflect on what's been hard or what's been tough over the last six to 12 months, um, you know, much like many other companies, we've also had some challenges with the uh, global uh, shortage in supply chain, which obviously affects um, the delivery of uh, components yes. for, for things like the data center. Um, but we've managed to mitigate um, that with some really stunning architectural work from our teams. Um, or in some cases, we've actually offered customers alternatives where we needed to. So um, the outlook is really positive. And, and, and we, we were very, very happy with our results um, in our financial year, which closed in, in February. So it's been really good, Aki. Now, that's fantastic to hear. Absolutely. Listen, there have been so many challenges. Uh, you know, you mentioned the chip shortage and, you know, supply chain issues globally, uh, you know, cybersecurity threats. I mean, it's not easy to do business today. But, you know, we're roughly two and a half years down the line from COVID-19 first arriving on South African shores and it becoming a pandemic. As I mentioned earlier, things slowly starting to return back to normal. I mean, we've spoken throughout and walked the journey from a fully remote workforce in 2020 to, you know, companies very cautiously calling staff back to the office on a rotational basis in 2021. What are you seeing in 2022? Is it uh, very similar? Because I, I kind of get the sense that there is a normality back, but people, mm, mm. not everybody wants to go back is the sense that yeah, I'm getting. I don't know sure. what you're seeing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we've had some interesting conversations over the last two years, you and I. Um, and look, we've seen uh, a, a rolling out on, on sort of a mass scale where, where hybrid working strategies are concerned. And by far the standout item, Aki, is there has to be a focus on data and meaningful data being fed into the organization on things like productivity, um, communication, both between customers and employees. And an extremely important one, which you've you know, kind of just alluded to, is employee well-being and employee effectiveness, whilst obviously being remote. So, you know, the, the pandemic really threw every normal working scenario we previously, we previously knew out of the window completely. And I think that 
business leaders very quickly realize that they don't know exactly what works and what works well. And similarly, you know, what doesn't work. And the considerations which we overlooked, I think, were, for instance, the pressures that the home environment presents um, or, or even the unsustainable demands that people actually put on themselves under whilst, you know, working from, from home. So we've seen some proactive thinking um, in addressing some of those areas that were previously completely overlooked. Ryan, since we first spoke and we, you know, interviewed you all those months ago, I mean, we, we discussed uh, Popi, Papia, uh, which has since gone into effect, right? And uh, we then spoke about security and, you know, the many challenges that cybersecurity companies um, and the cybersecurity that many companies face in this particular area. It's a hot topic. And both topics are high on the agenda at board meetings. You know, if you talk about Papier cybersecurity, it is the biggest concern. What's the next biggest uh, consideration in the area that companies need to be aware of and they need to really focus and address, in your opinion? Yeah, Aki, uh, I think we can both agree that the boardroom's been very busy <laughs> over the last two and a half years. Um, Aki, I think, you know, any company summarizes their success by, by three very important sort of metrics. Um, it's the, the employee and customer sort of satisfaction and the environment that you provide for them. Um, the second one being commercials, which is quite important. And the third one being the, um, the rate at which you innovate, of course. Um, there's a large emphasis on the first point, which has really been kind of addressed on a, on a reactive basis. So, you know, a, a staff survey goes out and the response is, you know, everyone's unhappy and, you know, we go back and, okay, we've got to do something about it. Or uh, targets are not achieved. So, you know, as leadership, let's assume the employees have been buggering around you know, meanwhile, people have actually been having genuine challenges around time management or even um, overload. We've seen a lot of that. So um, we, we've seen a, or, or rather we've had an overwhelming response indicating that we do need to adopt a proactive um, approach, uh, approach or, or rather proactive thinking and implement systems that are less reactive than, than what we had before. And a big plus with adopting a proactive system is you can address, or any proactive system, is you can address issues uh, quite early that would otherwise, you know, re result in, in things like um, performance management or, or really a complete strategy change after spending a significant amount of time on, uh, on a task or, or um, on an exercise. So um, I, th I think that's important. And then also in parallel, in the hybrid era, you have employees now spending a significantly uh, more time working and pulling 14, 16 hour days. Aki, I'm sure you can relate to that, which would never have mm. been the case pre-pandemic, you know, and, and that kind of behavior really creates an unhealthy or toxic environment because you've got absolutely no balance. There's no boundaries between uh, uh, work and, and home life. And that really results in um, a completely overworked uh, individual, which um, you've, we've seen the, the new pandemic, which is the Great Resignation. Yeah, I know that's, that's, uh, that, that's a big worry. And I, I think that 
when you talk about that great resignation, it's really happening. And uh, maintaining those mm. healthy boundaries is obviously critical. The pandemic obviously pushed a lot of boundaries. Um, but when you consider what's going on, um, I guess that those boundaries and that healthy working environment, that's going to be critical in retaining staff, right? Absolutely. You know, there's, there's, there's big mass concern around, um, around the great resignation. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there's big, big concern, Aki. Um, you know, losing dedicated uh, team members is the last thing that any company wants. And, and you spot on the coin term, the great, yes. resigna uh, great resignation is, is firmly uh, in our market. And we're seeing people leave the employment with no job uh, or even job offers. Um, and alongside that, yes. on, a, on, a, on a macro scale, we're losing um, skill, particularly in our space, in our sector. And we're losing it to countries, uh, sometimes to competitors, very seldom. And, and, and even in isolated cases, we're losing talent to actual customers because customers, of course, have their own skills requirements. Well, I guess, Ryan, the next question is, I mean, how, how does technology play a role in assisting the workforce as well as the leaders of companies in ensuring that they, there's balance and particularly that people are engaging in a product, productive and modern manner while at the back end, you know, everything's being secured and everything's being done according with the compliance issues. But the workforce is clearly the big thing and technology can play an important role in ensuring that there is a, a smooth transition. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great question because people don't know where to depart or how to depart. So interestingly, there are some really great products out there that can give you insights into the happenings of your organization. But you know, in our case at First Tech, we, you know, many people would be happy to know that if you have an investment in the Microsoft Modern Work Suite, there's a product called Microsoft Viva. Aki, and I don't know if you've heard about Microsoft yes. Viva before. But depending Brilliant. on your admin settings on your tenant, you may have seen it pop up on your email first thing in the morning. Maybe annoying if it's not set up correctly. It, <laughs> it may help you if it is. So, so Viva is an, an employee sort of uh, platform that integrates into Office 365. Um, and as I mentioned in your, in your previous question, it really kind of gives you insights into the way people communicate, the way that they learn. Um, and also, I think importantly, this is where the balance comes in, the way that they interact with the Microsoft Office 365 platform. Um, and, and when we say integrate, Aki, right. for instance, the learning module, um, and I know that you're quite passionate about things like you know, upskilling and learning, the learning module is great in the fact that it plugs into third-party tools like Udemy, uh, LinkedIn Learning, and that's for sort of content discovery. Um, there's another module called Viva Connections um, that takes employees sort of on this journey and guides them in modernizing the way that they communicate through things like Teams because people don't know um, how to you know, communicate effectively through Teams. They're still using email as, a, as, a, as their main medium. And then finally and importantly, in my opinion, is the Insights module. Um, and that gives... Uh, both employees and the leadership team, the insights that they need to ensure everybody is obviously uh, best using their time and, and their resources. 
and of course, you know, with uh, with uh, with Viva, I mean, it's 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 just such a great platform because it's got that built-in AI, right? And um, it learns a lot about how you work and, and 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 all that sort of thing, which I just love it. It's so deep, and I just love the I love the fact that you've touched on these technologies because it's mm. so important to understand how deep the integration is, the, the stuff that's happening in the background. And I'm, listen, I'm guilty of that as well. I mean, I don't use uh, probably at least 50% of the features of Office 365. It's a very powerful yeah. platform when you start using it correctly and you use the AI that's built in and, and, and even Teams. The mm. amount of things that I learn every day that I can do in Teams is extraordinary. Now, the burning question, right, yes. is, is, is data, right, and the protection of data because... We've seen some serious data hacks happening, and they're not stopping. It's on the increase, and you know when you look at Viva and the compliance thereof. When you, we talk about Papia, for example, how does the security and compliance integration work with Viva? Because that's that for me is really interesting. Yeah. Um, so Aki, uh, good good question. I think that. Um Particularly because the, uh, the the data being generated is quite sensitive and, and really does need to be protected. So um, good to know Viva you know, benefits from all those advanced security and compliance capabilities in Office 365. Um, it also benefits from all the uh, policies and all the settings um, that, uh, that Viva touches, all the systems that Viva touches like Teams and uh, SharePoint uh, and the like. So, you know, we kind of, it's covered from a security and compliance perspective. And then, you know, the integration into the Office 365 platform, Aki, is really where the power is. You just spoke about all these fantastic things that you can do. And if you can do it through a single pane of glass, um, I think that is a big win. So, for instance, the Insights module, because Viva looks at Azure, AD, uh, Azure Active Directory, it literally analyzes the data, that collaboration data, and it produces a, an output where you need to spend more time. Um, it also produces mm. recommendations based on some AI, like you've just men mentioned. So really tightly integrated, almost making it, can you imagine, like making it really hard for, for you to buy anything else if you, if you do have an investment in, in Microsoft because of the integration? Yeah. No, that's brilliant. And I know you guys at First Technology, uh, you, you guys have great tools and great um, backup support to help your customers improve the Microsoft Viva experience. Because let's be honest, it can be quite daunting when you start playing around with it. If you don't know how to use it properly, you need an expert to show you how and guide you. Yeah. Spot on. Um, there, there are a few steps that goes into Viva once you've purchased the product. Um, and many customers need to do things like POCs on their live environment, live data, um, to ensure that when you're presenting it yes. back to the business, you know, the business is happy with the result and the output. Um, then, Aki, there's also an element of having your internal network, your intranet, kind of Viva-fied, if, if I can call it that. Um, and then that also needs to talk to SharePoint. Uh, SharePoint Online or SharePoint on your on-premise environment where customers are using SharePoint. Um, so all those points that I just mentioned now are very sort of labor intensive. Um, it costs a lot of money. Costs are, are typically quite high. 
um, and it's extremely time consuming for your internal IT to uh, to do it. So so we've built out a few solutions, mm. few solutions which we can kind of quite quickly deploy. Um, it's fairly cost effective and, and it's completely supported. Um, and through that offering, um, we can really help drive the business case behind Microsoft Viva so that it's not left up completely to the organization themselves to drive the value. Um, and of course, uh, as a group, coming from a very strong SharePoint background, it makes it simpler for us to to help customers in that space. So that's that's really how we we assisting customers unlock the value of Viva Aki. Fantastic, Ryan. Uh, we how do people get hold of you, and uh, how do people start engaging? Uh, you've probably got existing customers watching, but you've got other potential customers who are saying, you know what, I need this. Uh, I need this now in my organization, so how do, how do people get hold of First Technology? So Aki, we'll be running a few uh, campaigns around uh, productivity through a single platform, which is Microsoft Viva. Um, we've got a few events and media pieces that will be published over the next uh, few weeks, so people can have a look out for those. Um, you know, otherwise, ping me on LinkedIn uh, or the team on, on our website, um, and, and we can have a discussion um, on this specific topic uh, or, or any of the other topics which uh, you and I have spoken about uh, on the show before. Fantastic. Uh, Ryan Ramautar, the head of software at First Technology, always good to chat to you. And it's always interesting listening to your insights on how, you know, technology is evolving, how software is evolving, uh, and, and it, it just doesn't stop, right? And I'm just thinking as mm. you're talking now, uh, you mentioned SharePoint, you mentioned Office 365, you mentioned Viva. These tools weren't available 10 years ago, and it just adds incredible value into the modern workforce and, and just working properly. And, and you need to embrace these technologies, but the most important thing is to embrace them properly and get the maximum value out of them. Ryan, always good to see you. Thank you very much for joining us on What's Absolutely. Next. Thank you, Aki. Let me, let me just say, dealing with you and your team has just been extremely professional and, and really world-class. Um, you, I have to say, you, you're driving great awareness around what we do in the IT sector, particularly for younger people coming into the industry. So, um, Aki, we really wish you and your show goes from strength to strength and, and, and continue doing what you're doing. Thank you, Aki. It's a great pleasure, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. The team at My Broadband uh, just do a multifaceted approach. You know, we, we, we need to talk about these things that are important. We raise a lot of issues that we haven't even discussed on the show today. I mean, you raised the skills issue, which is just so massive in our country. We have such a lack of skills in the IT sector that we need to find ways of bringing young people into the sector and training them up and upskilling people because this IT sector is so short of these kind of skills. But Ryan, we'll touch on that uh, another time. Thank you for your time and you go well. Thank you, Aki.